and counting myself in. Three, two, one. Yo, 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 this is Jared Thomas, and I'm coming to you from the Whistles Podcast. This is the official disclaimer that all content produced on this episode is done by amateurs, and we are not professionals. As student-athletes, I think there are reasons why we can't, um, actually, never mind. Listen up and hope you enjoy. I mean, I know you. You a '96 baby, '97? Hey, I'll take it. I'm '98. <laughs> <laughs> You're '97, aren't you, Jesse? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what's that? Generation Z? Generation? Yeah, X? I don't know. Nate, tell us a little bit about the Gen Z because he's Gen Z. That's what his yeah. whole business Unplugged, is. Unplugged is a Gen Z culture publication. So oh, oh, dope. All righty. <coughs> Any song requests to get us in the mood again? Mm-hmm. Get it. The butterfly. I think I might have caught my first my first twerk to this. Describe it, describe it. Hey, was it one of the side? Oh no, no, actually, it was. Yeah, it was. It was just a side to side. Left hand, right hand. Yeah, yeah. It was either this or uh, what was it? I put my hand up on your hip when I do you do we do. That's good. That's a good one. Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. Got a little South Florida That's in it too. South. How do you want to be introduced, Jesse or Smooth Randy? Smooth Randy. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> like that. <laughs> like that. Yeah. All right, but let's get this thing started right. <clears throat> Welcome to the Whistles Podcast episode, Rod Campbell. That's right, Suave himself, number nine. And for all those who know Rod Campbell, as this episode releases on a Friday, please remember, don't let anyone ruin your Friday. Shout out, Rod. But I'm joining today <laughs> with a new co-host just for this episode. He goes by the name of Smooth Randy, fellow running back Jesse Brown. Say what's up to the people, Jesse. What up, what up, y'all? Yeah, and we've got a good, good interview coming up with a special guest, T. Henry Travion himself, the man, the myth, the legend. Travi. Yeah, let's do it. Let's yeah, do it. I'm yeah. excited, man. It's, it's, it's been a long time coming. Uh, you're building this up. I hope I, I, I hey, provide what the people want. Hey, you'll give them what they want. Just yeah. be you. Man. Yeah, for sure. The coolest for thing sure, is to sure, be you. Sure. You yeah. know what you got. You know what it is. Yeah. Smooth, smooth Randy. Smooth <laughs> Randy. I like that. I like that. That's smooth. They need to get you some vocals on uh, Foster Revival. But anyway, um, hold on. Let's hold on. Before we start, let's set the record straight with Foster Revival. Ooh, Smooth right. Randy, what's going on with the contracts? You get your Too extension late, yet? Are you leaving? What's free agency looking like for you guys? And what is where is this band at right now? So right now, I believe um, the band is on a, a sort of a hiatus right now, and uh, I'm taking this time to uh, kind of perfect my skills. Uh, so definitely some great things coming in the future once we reconvene. But uh, until then, stay tuned. Ooh. Mm. You heard it here, folks. Excited for that. We don't know what he's doing. We don't know about Foster Revival. 
but we do know Smooth Randy is keeping it smooth. But anyway, now with Travion, yo, tell us a little bit about yourself. You're from South Florida, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, what was that transition like coming from Florida to Chicago? You know, Chicago's Big Ten team. What was the weather adjustment like coming as a high school player to? Oh man, it was it was definitely a culture shock being out here in the Midwest for the first time. Uh, I was a little bit fooled my first visit. I came in the spring, so I didn't know what I <laughs> what I was preparing myself for for the winters. But it, it it was it was a smooth transition because guys, I mean, really brought me along. Some of the old heads taught me the ways to do it. You have to throw on your Vaseline. You have to throw on your <laughs> Your latex gloves under under your football gloves, all the little tricks and trays, you know. So that was that was that was very helpful, and I had a good class to to really grow with because some of my closest friends and they eventually ended up my roommates were all from hot states. Two from Texas: Stephen Buckley, Dwight White, and then Terrence Brown from Long Beach, California. So, okay, so none of y'all knew how to do it. None of us, none of us. We're all young puppies trying to figure it out together. So. Yeah, yeah I mean, I've got a I've got a roommate down from the south. Actually, two roommates. Yeah, two of them. <laughs> I got two roommates. Hey, should we even talk about them on here? I mean, oh man, he'll be mad. Hey, so, <laughs> what do you think our second roommate is going to say about this, Jesse? Um, about me being on the podcast. Yeah, you being on the podcast. Right, he'd he'd be salty and start complaining about it because that's the only thing that he refers to. Every his first reaction to anything is complaining about it. <laughs> but he knows that, and he's cool with it, so it's all good. Yeah. Well, Jesse, what about you, though? What was that transition like for you coming up from down south? Uh, I'm from right outside Atlanta, Georgia, Lilburn, Georgia. Okay. Shout out uh, 30047, my guys. 30047. That's a zip code, if you oh, didn't know. 30047. Oh, Okay, like, anyways, okay. let the people know. <clears throat> anyways, the transition from down there uh, to up here, we, uh, my parents being Caribbean, they what, obviously. What island? So my dad's from Jamaica and my mom is Ooh. from. <laughs> big up, man. Big hey, uh, happy Emancipation Day. Shout out. Boop, boop, anyways. Boop, boop, boop. What day is it today? <laughs> today is August 1st. Mm-hmm. True that. Yes. Sir. Anyways, um, so being from the Caribbean, they. Didn't know what a winner was. My mom went to college in Iowa, so she kind of knew, but not really. Yeah, so we tried to get a winter coat down at home, and it, it, quite frankly, it just did not cut it at all. <laughs> Luckily, we went to the Pinstripe Bowl champs. Uh, shout out Pinstripe Bowl. Hey. Anyways, uh, we got the uh, the big blue jacket. I know most of y'all seen those walking around. Mm-hmm. The, uh that literally saved me many days in the winter, <laughs> a, a lot of us. You know, anytime you pull on that pinstripe jacket, you're good. It yeah. don't matter whatever weather it is, you throw that thing on, you're fine. You can, you can not wear an undershirt and still be warm Facts. in Facts. zero degree weather. Probably unzipped and all of that. All right, I don't know about that, but you look too much of a yeah. flex. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, definitely definitely a, a shock coming up here. So but it's it's a it's a cool change, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what brought you to Northwestern, Jesse? I know you've got a good story to <laughs> tell the people. Okay, how did you end up deciding to come to Northwestern for your college choice? So um, it happened in a kind of unconventional way, but um, basically just getting recruited out of high school, like most of the guys here. Uh, we had different options. Some schools from around the country. Uh, smaller schools mostly for me and Ivy Leagues 
uh, service academies. But uh, one thing that one school that stood out to me was UC uh, Cincinnati. Uh, so they had a, a really appealing program. I liked uh, what they had going on there. A lot of guys from my county went there. So uh, I thought I might commit there. And so I called the coach up and say, Coach, uh, I think I'm ready to commit. And then he tells me that the guy in front of me had committed, so there wasn't a spot for me anymore. What do I do now? Hmm. And so obviously I didn't really know what I was doing being a junior in high school. And so I just went back home and kept training and all that stuff. My high school coach helped me out. He uh, connected me with the Northwestern guys. Uh, they found my tape. I think it was uh, Coach Girardi that actually hey. found my tape. Shout out Girardi. Yeah, Shout an old GA. 12. Yeah. That's the big homie, man. Way back when. Uh, he got me. Uh, Coach, Coach Long looked at my tape. All right. All right. This, this kid's pretty good. We need to go out and see him. All right. So, um, so yeah, he uh, got in contact with me, built a relationship with uh, the coaches here at Northwestern through recruit, recruiting, and uh, ended up committing here Uh in my junior summer, so yeah. that's that's pretty much my recruiting process. Now we'll we'll flip <laughs> sides a little bit for the people who don't really know what happened during that commitment. When when I was going through when I was going through my recruiting process, and like Jesse, UC had a great program at the time. I also liked it. I get a call from the coach saying, "Hey, man, we don't want to rush you or pressure you or anything. This mm -hmm. and that." In the, in the going and making a decision. But just so you know, we have a guy who's ready to commit here. And that guy is Jesse Brown. Wow. So me kind of like, oh, I got to make a choice right now. Like, so I was like, all right, bet. Well, then, yeah, I'll come. Because I know that, that like, don't get me wrong. It was Put a good you school. on the hot seat. A little bit, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And then, then I realized as I'm going through, like, this just, it wasn't the, it wasn't the place. It wasn't a good fit for me to go. Mm -hmm. I just, I think at the time of what I was doing and where I wanted to be and what I was looking forward to in the future for my life. And I had always known Northwestern was a good school for me and that was like a perfect fit. I just, at the time being a young, what are you, like 17, six, 17 year old kid, you don't, you don't really know. You don't know how your life's going to change later. And so I had, and I'm sitting here still watching Northwestern play every single week. And I remember just comparing the two and kind of seeing how they use the running backs at UC compared to how we use our running backs here. And I'm like, man, here the running backs get the ball a lot. Cause I think at the time Justin had like a 32 carry game. I'm like, yeah, man, let me, let me go, let me go get 32 carries. Whereas I'm getting like 18 or 15 or something there. Like, no, no, no I want the ball. Mm -hmm. And then you get to the big 10 and you realize that, that those 32 carries kind of hurt mm -hmm. a lot. But, <laughs> but luckily though, and then kind of going through recruiting and then, or then finally decommitting and coming to Northwestern, I'm getting to know Jesse a little bit. I'm like, hey, man, where, what other schools are you looking at? And he goes, well, I was ready to commit to UC, but they told me that they had a guy already. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, Jesse, what a small world. <laughs> I was that kid. Right wow. <laughs> yeah, so it was just so funny to kind of think about how I pretty much I saved this relationship, and now we room sure, together. Sure. I'm the reason why, you know, you get to hang out with me every day, right, Jesse. Right. <laughs> uh, the most important thing about this is that uh, – Cincinnati lost two running backs. <laughs> <in the whole laughs> <game>. <laughs> Come on. 
Anyway, I speaking mean, of all, I bleed the purple, dude. Yeah, I ain't. Don't get me wrong. I bleed 16, the purple. Man, you know. I bleed the purple, too. <laughs> but, hey, talk about a little bit after the class of 16. You know, we talk about the opportunities mm-hmm. that come after football is over with here. Tell me a little bit about your journey after football and what led you to that fifth year and whatever you did and yeah. led you to being a GA and where you are. Yeah, so after playing for four years, I, I, I was fortunate enough to – End up at in Tampa Bay for rookie minicamp, and it was smooth. I had a good time out there. Uh, I, I believe I played well, but unfortunately, I had to come back up to to campus because at the time, and this is the way it was explained to me, the NFL had a rule that if you get picked up with the intention to graduate, you cannot participate in NFL activity during the week. So after rookie minicamp, I came back up to Northwestern, and then that following Wednesday, I got that call from director of player development saying, hey, we're sorry, but we need you to send that Surface back because now that's what they're using, using the Microsoft Surfaces. And I had to send my playbook back, and it was a wrap for me from then. And then I was working. I was working out, looking forward to graduation. Uh, It was an exciting time. After graduation, I, I hadn't heard anything from any NFL teams, so I went back home continued to train until about July. Um, and at that time, my my father got sick. He, he, he got sick. So that really hurt and took a toll on me. Um, I spent that whole month. I spent the whole month of August not training anymore. I was like, I'm, I'm, I was in the doldrums. It was, it was a tough time. But uh, fortunately, my dad got better, and uh, I eventually got better. But at that point in time, I needed to make some money. I needed to make a move. So I decided to get an education, and I found a job working at my former school, working with the fifth grade. I was a mm-hmm. teaching assistant, Ooh. teaching social studies and science, as Your well trash. as coaching middle school football, coaching varsity team, and then eventually coaching uh, basketball, coaching coaching a little varsity. Um, and while I was coaching basketball, I would practice with the guys, you know, mm-hmm. just to show them I still had it. That's all it was. I felt like I had my Kyrie. What was it? Uncle, what, what was Uncle Kyrie's Drew, thing? Uncle Uncle, yeah, I, I had several Uncle Drew moments. And eventually I was working out one day and I was I, I was just talking trash to the coach. I said, coach, I need a scholarship. And uh, Coach Connors, he, he reached out to a couple of different schools in the area and he eventually actually got me that tryout, and I went to Lynn University and played in a couple open gyms with them, and they eventually extended an offer. Um, they gave me a partial scholarship to to continue my education as well as play Division Two basketball. So hey. that, that was a pretty dope experience, man. Yeah, yeah. So I got to get those wheels turning again, and then after that, I – I was working a bit after that season. Um, that season was pretty humbling for me. Um, I was the last man on the bench. Mm-hmm. Uh, I try to show up every day with a, with a good attitude, all that good stuff. It, but it was tough. It was tough uh, going through that experience. But I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about who I want to become. And after that experience, I, I was working a little bit, doing some corporate work. And then I was just... Just one day, I, I just decided to pick up my phone because I, I started getting that itch to, to be back in football and decided mm-hmm. to hit up Coach Fitz. And from there, we just I just linked up with Cody. He, he got in touch with a few other places, looked at some opportunities, and then actually 
I'm about a year into my first year of GA now. So mm-hmm. nice. yeah, that's, year, that's yeah. the 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 journey summed up. A little, a little long-winded, but, yeah, yeah it's the journey. So playing, take you back to those Hooper days. I mean, I know we've played, mm-hmm. you know, hey, hey, he still got it. Don't let hey. him fool you. He still got it. I remember after I retired, you know, we we kind of in there trying to get back, you know, slim, sexy season on the way. Yeah. You already know. Still still so, on the way, So too. we're out there trying. It's still on the way, man. You try, hey, we trying. Mm-hmm. We're trying out here. But we would go down there, go hoop, and – I remember when we first got out there, them, them first couple games, first days after game one, we were not making it up and down that nah. court. We were really football players out there trying to play basketball. Oh, my gosh. And man. I remember just that, that process of trying to get back in the basketball shape. What was that process like to get back in the hooper, hooper shape when you're at the, the D2 it, level? It was tough. It was tough. I mean, I, it's, it's a much different cardio, you yeah. know, having to run up and down as opposed to – what is it, at most like five seconds of play, right. you know, and then, and then having your, your, your rest. So it was it was a battle. I spent all summer, you know, trying to get into basketball shape, and I still wasn't when the season rolled around. So it was tough. I, I don't think I ever really got into basketball shape. That's, it. That's it. That's the only way. I mean, these dudes, we had to run miles to get in shape. I was like, yo, this I don't think this is for me, but <laughs> I was already committed to it. So I, I found a way to fight through it, and but it was it was tough. It was, it, it was a battle. Right. But, it, yeah, working out was fun, though, trying to regain the skills of, of hooping. Um, yeah, it was a good deal, though. Yeah. Hey, Jesse, you, you a hooper at all, or what's up? No, sir, at all. What other sports you play? So, uh, believe it or not, I started as a young kid with soccer. Okay. So, I, I firmly believe that if I was not playing football right now, I'd be playing soccer. We're at, though, like on a national level team, you, mm-hmm. you know. I, I'd be representing my country. And if they didn't want me... Then I would get dual citizenship and play for Jamaica. Hey, yeah, <laughs> big up, I'll be right there with you too. Sure. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 Did you Did you work at ETHS? I did. did I t- did. Yeah, I spent a little that. a little time at ETHS, uh, working my uh, what was it called in Sespi? What What's that called? Our practicum. Yeah, practicum, practicum deal. Yeah, I was working with. Coach Livatino in the athletic department. Shout out Wild Kids. Um, yeah, for real. That was that was a fun experience, man. Just being behind the scenes, seeing how athletic department operates, being able to supervise some some home games and being able to reach out to different schools, trying to get in touch, running my own meetings as far as conference meetings and being able to to see how how the different co- uh, athletic directors interact and how they set up all of all of the competitions it was it was it was it was real good it was real good yeah spent a, spent a quarter there what is it throughout this process that you've gone through down your life and how mm-hmm. you've been able to find yourself and who you truly are mm. you know from taking what you've learned as an athlete and applying it to where you are now one thing i found uh, uh found out about it is just find find what you're passionate about find find what you're happy about and direct all your energy towards that i I had a coach back in high school. He told me the most important advice that he had to say was, whatever you do, be happy doing it. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I try to apply in everything that I do and just try and find joy in whatever whatever grind, whatever you're, you're struggling with. Just try and find joy in it and try, try and find those happy moments and really enjoy it, be passionate about it. Right. Because right. I know we've kind of talked a little bit about it and that, that happiness, that passion, mm-hmm. and just having that joy because, like, I remember we had a conversation talking about how mm-hmm. no one can take joy from you. Exactly. Nothing has to be happening for you to have that joy. And, mm-hmm. you know, trying to find yourself, especially that retirement a year ago. Yeah. So it was just trying to figure out what exactly was going on, where I'm going now on this journey. That's kind of why I'm here. And 
And especially I thought you just had so much great insight. And, you know, one of the things we talk about is just trying to find that happiness. And what what are some of the ways you find happiness? I know I see you got your roller skates here. Tell us a little bit about yeah. it. What's, what's, what's going on? Yeah, I got that. That's, that's my new deal. I, I've been bopping around my skates just to take me back to when I was younger. Because... Um, and and this sort of relates to to the transition from sports into you know not being able to compete athletically anymore because when you think about it we've probably been competing since we were probably like five or six or whenever Shoot, we started that. when you started Shoot, playing in soccer yeah, I started uh, when I was five but I got two older brothers so as soon as I came out I was competing with them <laughs> yeah trying yeah. to get the food huh <laughs> everything hey shout out to the what's it the, the Sunday brief Sunday debrief uh, Sunday debrief <laughs> shout out. Find it on SoundCloud. Yep, yep. <laughs> I'm intrigued. What's that? What's that? What's Sunday? Uh, so my brother, my middle brother, is trying to start a podcast. He didn't start. He does have uh, one. Yeah, so he's uh, starting it up. He's got a couple episodes out right now. Uh, and he basically just talks about kind of what you talk about after a weekend, uh, just stories that you tell with the guys or whoever your friend group is, uh, just a way to – it's just a storytelling uh, outlet. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So simple to the Whistles podcast. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we might have to get him on here sometime. We'll, we'll fly him up from Pensacola. We'll fly, fly him up. From, he can fly himself. True that. Yeah. Y'all budget. I was going to say, y'all budget like that? <laughs> whistles? Huh? No, we out. ain't got no money. Trust me. Hey, you didn't hear the disclaimer? Yeah. <laughs> I feel you. Uh, I feel yeah, you. no. But, I feel you. What's that But for? yeah, finding, 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 uh, just just going back to when you were younger and trying to find out what 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 kept you creative trying to trying to get back to what did you enjoy as a kid and i remember back in the days we used to go to the all-nighters at gold coast skating ring yeah. and we'll show up at like 8 p.m we'll leave at like one thinking that we were bit shots you know what i'm saying <laughs> we were this is probably like Yo, 56 grade out there rolling to to whatever and that was that was when we started we started having the the, the, the torque. That's that's yeah, it. Should. wouldn't even call it torquing then, but yeah. that's when we used to catch some little, little to this shape. right here. What's this? Hey, hey. Oh, skate. Hey. Oh. That's what it is. <laughs> That's what I used to think. Is that, is that what you was out there rolling skating? To all like that, that, man. All that. That, that. that was the Yin Yang Twins era. That was all of that, man. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. So I decided to, since I didn't want to pay for parking, I was like, you know what? Let me be creative and find another, uh, another mode of transportation. Yeah. And... Now I just find 24-hour parking wherever I can at Evanston right. and just roll on into work. Right. Tell them. We don't pay for parking out here. Yeah, Jesse, nah. what you got we, to say to that? We don't pay. We we look out. We know their schedules. And we avoid them. That's it. That's good. <laughs> this man, Jesse. This man, Jesse, never gets a ticket. Nah. <laughs> I'd be out here paying for parking. I'd be right there behind him. Some days I'll get a ticket. I'll come out. Oh, I, I had to move my car. I was like, you didn't tell me to move my car? That was good. There's so many times. The street, the street cleaning here, ridiculous. Oh, oh. yeah. You got you to gotta stay tuned to those street signs, bro. That's yeah. why I literally just try to see wherever Jesse's parked. I go and park <laughs> behind him because I don't know what he does. I just I just know I can't be getting no tickets out here. Mm -hmm. You got to play their game, man. You got to play their game. No, I'm not playing that game. <laughs> I ain't doing it. And that ticket to hurt you too. That what was it fifty a pop? Seventy five. Seventy five. Seventy five for street cleaning. Seventy five. Forty four meter parking. Is it forty for meters or is it twenty? Twenty five, I think. I don't know. It Either is. Either way, it's much yeah, money. It's too much money. You know. Think about what you could do with seventy five dollars. But at this point, well, you know how many Chipotle. Like I think I probably saved probably like fifty dollars at least for the time that I parked on a meter without paying. 
What do you mean by saved? I haven't paid it, oh. and I still haven't gotten a ticket, so that's saving money. So, yeah, is <laughs> is that worth it? Because Right now it is. Yeah. So even if I get a ticket now, you feel it'll, you. I'm still in the plus for all the time that I haven't gotten a ticket. I feel like that's, that's like real. my transitive property right there. Yeah. I think that works, right? Science, Nate, does it work? No. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how transitive property works. Jesse, you're smart. Explain, hey, it's, explain, it's just explain, a explain it to me. No, no, no. Transitive property? Yeah. Um, so we can set this record straight because apparently Jeremy doesn't know it. It's getting right, deep. Right, right. So, so basically, if Jimmy oh, God. is a king and kings are royalty, then Jimmy Jimmy's is royalty. royalty. That's transitive property. Oh. Okay, so like I said, so like I said, uh, he just, on on the drop just. I was trying to make I was trying to make it work in my head because I was saying, Riley leaves leaves us. If right? this is about you being from Cincinnati, I can't endorse that. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with that argument. Right, I cool, get cool, into cool, it. Cool. You know how many times I've had to answer this argument over and over. I'm from Cincinnati. This way. It's. Uh, I'm from Cincinnati. I don't care. Let's go for a jog. But anyway, <laughs> talk a little bit, oh, Jesse. Man. Jesse, talk about it. You know, we're talking about growing and understanding our why and purpose, and in football, especially right now, we're in training camp. But we're we're when this comes out, it's kind of going through the season, and we'll be into the thick of or starting to get into the thick of it and grinding. And what's what's one of the ways you kind of avoid some of the negativities when it comes to conditioning or <clears throat> comes to the conditioning or the 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 aspects of balancing the stress of school and football and whatever it is you're trying to do in life? Um, I think the way I kind of get through it is just not to get too focused on one thing mm -hmm. all at the same time. Uh, kind of just understanding the different things that I have to do and not getting fixated on one because once you're fixated on it, then you just fall into a hole and you're right. deeper than where you started and that's when you start to panic even more. Um, and obviously, you gotta like treat yourself like you care about yourself. So don't stay up till three, four a.m. doing work after watching film, after trying to eat right, mm -hmm. after doing all that stuff every single night. Uh, you gotta take breaks. Mm -hmm. uh, just choose like this night. All right, I might have to take an L on this one, but. The next night, I gotta. I'm gonna make up for it. Right. Mm. Stuff like that. So mm -hmm. Just the little things that uh, kind of help you keep you sane. All right. Right. Day day. That yeah. balance is important. Finding balance in all your different endeavors. You know, whatever it may be. Finding that balance so you, like you said, you can keep that sanity and you don't get over exhausted and nothing really just piles up over your head and yeah. spread out your energies. Being in coaching, what are some of your coaching, coaching philosophies being able to balance everything? Your advice to a player? Advice to a player? Just be locked in and focused in what you're doing. And uh, just be passionate about what you're doing. Enjoy what you're doing. Embrace what you're doing. Biggest thing is don't waste, don't waste the moments. Don't waste the time. Because time, time waits for no man. Mm -hmm. So as long as you're being productive, as long as... As long as you've, you're, you're, you're finding and achieving your goals and you're continuing to work towards those goals, you should be all right. I also like to add to that, um, knowing your personal cues. Mm -hmm. Like, if you know that once you're, you feel a certain way that you're just defeated, like during conditioning, if I ever go to my knees or go to the ground to, uh, like, stretch on the ground right. or whatever in the middle of a conditioning thing. I know I'm going to be 
checking myself out mentally right. and I'm not going to do the next rep or finish mm -hmm. the workout. So as soon as I get that thought in my head, like, dang, this is tough. I might, might need to tap out. Mm -hmm. And I start going down. I got to snap right out of it mm -hmm. and get back up on the line before I have any chance to, to tap me out. Right. You got to flip that switch. Right. Get, right, get right back to it. I think that's, I mean, I know for me, I don't know if Jared ever touched you on it, but he kind of talks about how he has a limit at 12 o'clock. He will never do any schoolwork past 12 o'clock. And it doesn't matter if it's finished, not finished, like how much he has to do, he just cuts it off. And it's like the same thing applies to me. Like I'm not doing homework past 11 if I got something to do that tomorrow because I already won. I'm already going to bed too late because you talk about working the nine to five all the time. Well, mm -hmm. here when you're a student athlete, you're working at five to nine. And those eight hours is when you really need to sleep. You know, you're working a 16-hour day because yeah. you're waking up, getting ready to go to practice. You got to go to the ATR room or you go to the athletic training room. You go get breakfast. And after breakfast, you got to, like, stretch or something. Go to the meetings. After meetings, you're on the field. And then you do your practice after the field. You go recover. You get food. And then you got to go to class. Then you got to do homework. Then you got to come back from meetings. You got to do all these different things. And that's literally from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed. So, like, if I got to stay up and push back past that nine aspect to, like, 11, I'm already losing that two hours of sleep. And we talk about how, how important sleep is oh, yeah. all the time. So that, that two hours for that night might trickle over to another third. And now we're getting to the point where we're in really, really bad, what, what we use, sleep debt. Yeah. We're getting some bad sleep debt, and that's mm -hmm. going to affect our recovery time. That's going to affect our reaction time. All that mm -hmm. stuff plays into, into like, I guess how the your brain works in situation yeah, yeah, and how you recover your body and that affects not only athletics but now it's affecting school all because we made the choice to kind of not be organized and manage our time very well because mm -hmm. I, I hate to complain there's not enough time in a day because it doesn't <laughs> make sense mm -hmm. uh, you got 16 hours to get work done that's more than enough and still get your eight hours of sleep so right. that's, that's just that's kind of my mindset and my philosophy I guess yeah. when it comes to that aspect of having that balance and in, in and kind of understanding and knowing why you do the things you do. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's very important, especially in college. You know, you kind of, kind of like you, like I always say, you become a product of your environment, mm -hmm. and it's it's about who you surround yourself with every day. I think that's why I love our apartment. It's a really fun time with everybody there. Me, you, a whole lot of dynamics on there. Whole lot of dynamics. We got me, Tyler, Smooth, Randy, Pablo. <laughs> shout out Pablo. Hey, shout out Pablo. Hey, hold on. He's holding it down. He's good. He's good. He's holding it down? Yeah. You feed him? You feed him. That's your job. I don't know. I'm trying to think. What was the last time I fed Pablo? He should be, he should be good. He'll be good. He's, yeah, he's good. He's good. He's good. He's got stashes everywhere. <laughs> For those who don't know, Pablo is our fourth roommate. You know, he, he likes to get out and roam a little bit from time to time. Uh, well, how would you describe Pablo? Uh, Pablo is a dwarf hamster. Yeah. He is uh, possibly the greatest thing that has ever came into our apartment. Facts. Uh, facts. Um, he brings joy to my mornings when I pass him. Yeah, there. Brings joy to my nights when I pass him to go to sleep. Um, he's just an all-around great guy. can always talk to him. He's always there. Right. Um, good doesn't friend. Say, doesn't say much. Right. He, he's never judging me, anything like that. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. You ever have pets growing up? No, I was honestly afraid of all animals growing really? up. Really? Yeah, I couldn't deal wow. with them because because they they used to raise the pit bulls. Right, you, you had a bad dog down experience? the street, South Florida. Oh, okay. Plenty of them, dog. They used to little swole 
Little big jack that Bro had. Yeah what? They used to just walk around Bow legged Just <laughs> and just thrill you Just mean mug you As they walk down the street And I remember I used to watch them They used to train them They say mm-hmm. get them And then whoever they'll point at Dogs they just chase them So I used to watch that. I, I was I was haunted from those experiences so. Bro somebody told me Get on you or Nah not me oh. Not me I, I've, I've watched dogs but chase other folks though Yeah Yeah Tough deal Tough deal Crazy yeah, that's what y'all doing down in South Florida. Down in South Florida, man. Y'all Lock built different. Lakes, built much. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it's a, yeah. They actually had to ban pit bulls in Miami. For real? Yeah. Pit bulls are currently. Bring them in there. You cannot have a pit bull in Miami. What? Right, um, <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's down there too. Yeah. Uh, Pitbull can't come to Miami anymore. No yeah. What that? What that South Florida football like? Oh, it's it's speed. Speed. It's baby. speed. Speed does good. Yes, it's, that's what they say. I mean, you look at some of the top recruits. It's it's, it's Florida. I think Florida is probably the, the the hotbed of the country. Um, uh, that can't be contested. Nor debated. Oh. Florida has the best football. South Florida specifically. Uh-huh. Um, that's time tested, you know. So, yeah, I, I just say that it's, it's, it's fast. It's, it's it's fast. They're doing it from when they're young. Kids are getting paid playing football. So down it, there, that's, yeah, that's, that, a, that's what y'all doing down there. Used to, yeah, I mean, y'all get hey, betting leagues down there too. Bet, yeah, yeah, serious oh, deal they, too. They make TV shows on that. Stuff. Yeah, oh, is that where, is that the Friday Night Dykes or the, Nah, that's no, Texas, that's San Texas? Antonio, okay. but Liberty City. I, I'm, they've they've had some documentaries on on okay, their yeah. little league football. It's it's real deal y'all now. Down Talking there. about some head like heavy bets going on down there in Miami. Y'all out there South Florida. Little league football. Little yeah. kids, bro. Little kids. <laughs> bro, we took it serious, but we ain't ever bet on no f- little league football. Yeah, league. Right, I mean, yeah. not to my knowledge. I was a child. Mm. I didn't think since five, I think it was. But, Jesse, what's that Georgia football like? Georgia we football never, is good. Yeah. Good, wholesome football. We get after it good wholesome all day, football. every day. Yeah. You can't compete with us. Respect. Respect. So, Georgia, you can't compete with. In Ohio football, Ohio. Hey, you ain't even gotta get me started. You already know what I'm. You already. You, I ain't even gotta explain myself. But I mean, like you said, those five, those five states: uh, mm-hmm. Georgia, Florida, no Texas, Ohio, and California. No doubt about it. When you look at any sport, is a recruiting hotbed. You no know, doubt. and we're in Illinois. I think that's why they get. That's I mean, if you look at our roster, how many would you say guys are from those five states right there? Well, we got at least. Five or six from Georgia right now. Yeah. Um, Ohio's got a, we got a lot. I don't even know. Yeah, that's, hey, yeah. You already know what it is. Yeah, that's just cause we just a, it's a little drive away. I mean, <laughs> not, nah, nah. I got nothing but respect. I mean, Ohio guys, all of them have come to this program and and they've excelled. Uh, most of them make a huge impact, man. Just think about some of the guys that I played with, some guys that was here before me, and mm-hmm. some of the guys that are here now. I mean, it's yeah. Definitely Ohio and Georgia. I mean, we're starting to dig into Georgia every year, getting mm-hmm. two or three guys mm-hmm. a year in the, in the class from Georgia. Nice. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool to see. Mm-mm-mm. Pretty cool to see. Yeah, who's your recruiter back in the day when you were here? Coach Long. Coach Long recruited Long. you Coach too. Long. <laughs> yeah. I remember those conversations. I was in, they used to be. Coach Long's great. Yeah, yeah. oh, he's yeah. a great dude. Oh, yeah. And and the family took care of him too, man. You know, mm-hmm. everyone right. everyone loved Coach Long because good dude, man. Good people, right? Good people. You can tell that he's genuine about what he does and that he really cares. You know, so yeah. yeah. Jesse, first first thing he'll ask you when he calls you is how you doing. 
and a and a question that'll take him about a minute and a half to to get out. Um, but that that just shows, like Travi always saying, how much he cares about you as a player and as a person. Yeah, I mean that's just I think going through recruiting. I mean that same. I know exactly what you mean by that and how how much I think that speaks for our team and the mm-hmm. culture around here and the, the staff members that's on it and how much our, our football team and our locker room is that family type of culture and that, that meaning of brotherhood is so strong. And, mm-hmm. I mean, just touch on it back. I mean, what are your experiences like, Jesse, Travi, playing here? What is that brotherhood like for you guys in the locker room? It's something else. Uh, definitely, as soon as I got here on, my, on one of my uh, visits, on my first visit, actually, um, I could tell. I shout out Johnny Mo. He was my host. <laughs> Johnny Mo. Um, but uh, definitely being in the in Plex with his class, de- they were only there for three days before I got there, and yeah. uh, I could already tell that they were uh, a, a close group. Um, I felt like I fit in, even though I was a kind of weirdo from high school, uh, <laughs> trying to trying to prove myself to them a little bit that I could fit in with them. But um, as I came in. And uh, kind of got to know the rest of the team. I realized that there's at least two or three people for every type of interest that anybody could have. Um, so, and everybody like coexists in the locker room too. There's yeah. not there's not different like factions or anything. Different cliques. Everybody talks to each other. Right. Uh, grows from each other. Like there, are, I know I'm sure there was some uh, in your class, Travion, when you were there. The big old debates in the locker room. Oh, that would yeah, take man. hours. Yeah, yeah. On any topic, <laughs> used to miss class to stick right, around for right. the debates, man. Yeah. Any group of people talking about any topic for mm-hmm. hours, and nobody would get hurt. Nobody would get uh, offended or anything. Right. Yeah, they were yeah. just sharing, sharing their ideas. Just a passionate conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Built on respect, and that's something that I saw from some from my visit as well. Uh, spending time with the guys. It's, and I was I was actually thinking about it earlier when you mentioned you were you wanted to commit your junior year. It's crazy how sped up the process right, is because right. I took my official visit my senior year. And I was still undecided, and that that was sort of the norm then. So it's crazy to see how it's how it's progressed. But yeah, I, I stepped into I stepped into uh into the team hotel and I saw the dudes just kicking it, just rapping, just yeah. everybody getting after each other. But it was still nothing but love. You right. know what I'm saying? And then as I got then when I signed, committed, I saw that 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 was real and it was genuine. And those same guys are still who they were today. And when it's all said and done, man, the the thing that I hear from a lot of guys and I I, I know is real because I'm experiencing it now is the one thing that I, one of the things that I miss the most about the college football experience is the locker room, mm-hmm. especially being at Northwestern because like. Like Jesse said, you're you're gonna have many guys that are that have different interests that that you may not have experienced, but you know what I'm saying. But you're still open to, and a lot of people are still open to hearing about it, discussing it. And I also believe in one of the things, Lark, you asked about was just like, what is my philosophy? I I I love the uh, a holistic approach. Mm-hmm. Um taking care of your mind, body, and your soul. And there are so many ways to do that. Right. And being in a room full of not necessarily the same person, but like-minded individuals really helps you break the barrier to get exposed to some of those different aspects of the mind, body, and soul approach. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely. And that's, 
That's, that's huge, exactly what you said, just kind of mm-hmm. that aspect of the mind, body, and soul, especially as, you know, you take that journey out of sports and you're mm-hmm. kind of keeping that, that that brotherhood aspect of it and kind of bringing that with you, especially, I think, for me, throughout this entire process and kind of helping me get to back to where I am today was just being surrounded by positive people and just having that positivity around me all the time was very, very important. I mean, from the fans or from the fam- the friends and family aspect, I think I'm a firm believer that uh, you, you, you go you grow through what you go through and especially from having that positive energy around oh, you all the time. I'm sorry. You said you say that one more time. I, I like that. <laughs> I like that. So, you grow through what you go through. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of that, right? (laughs) I mean, it's just been, especially if we go this past year, it's been, it's just been one year. It's been, it's been a hell of a year where you kind of just had to sit back, reflect, and kind of you know really appreciate Mm -hmm. what's got what God has been giving me from this second opportunity in life. And I think that's why, you know, we talk about the uh, the the whistles the aspect of whistles and the meaning behind it comes from this. This this sports vibe of living a life in a four quarter life, and mm. you know, you look at me playing sports for this entire time it was literally my first twenty years. And if you you do the math on it, twenty for a quarter, you know, I'm good at math. You know, two twenty times four, what's that, Jesse? Eighty. Yeah, that's about right. I can live at eighty years. That's cool with me. So, you know, going through that retirement was that mm. was that first quarter. So, mm. like, that's why we come up with this whistles podcast. It's like. Boom, that's that that whistle being blown. Mm. Now we're here in the second quarter of my life. You know, I've taken everything that I've learned from sports, and now I'm applying it right now, growing every single day. And, you know, just got to understand your why. And halftime comes, you get kids, you got to adjust and, you know, re-go back to the drawing board and have a new game plan. And then come back out there starting fast again with that aspect of it and, you know, really having it all from the God family football standpoint and, you know, creating a mm-hmm. legacy that way. And that's like just that whole, it all comes full circle in that, in that four quarter life in that fourth quarter process where you, you learn, you apply, and then you're able to benefit from what you've applied. And then you leave a legacy and you just pass it on with everyone. Mm. Wise words being spoken. Yeah. I should write a book. <laughs> uh, any, any parting knowledge? No. You guys got for us on the Whistles podcast for the listeners? I will say that if something ever happens in your life where uh, something that is the main part of your life that's kind of taken away temporarily mm-hmm. or maybe even permanently, it's definitely good to to find people around you that will help you yeah. um, that's positive and will help you grow closer to the people around you. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome, Jesse. I, I I echo that. Stay in touch. Stay mm-hmm. in touch with people. Stay in touch with what you enjoy. Just stay in touch. Stay yeah. in touch with whatever it is. Yeah. And stay in touch. Listen to the Whistles podcast. You know, got to plug it right there, you know. Thanks, guys, for joining us. Travi, I appreciate it. Jesse, you're here because I got to take you home. So I know it's good. We got to get back and feed Pablo. But, uh, starve. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Tyler. But we still love you. <laughs> we'll be home soon. Dope. Beep, beep. When I wake up in the morning, love. Sunlight hurts my eyes And something without warning love Bears heavy on my mind Then I look at you And the world's alright with me 
And I know it's gonna be A lovely day That's all, folks.